You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. I'll tell you, this flesh or Mr. Flesh doesn't rise up in you sometimes. Don't tell me that you don't feel like slapping somebody sometimes. Come on, don't tell me you don't feel like telling somebody off sometimes. Amen. Come on. But it's the Christ inside of you that maintains that. We don't think right sometimes, church. I'm speaking to the church. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the New Living Translation says this. But let God, somebody say God, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. See, we must let God transform you into that new person by changing the way you think. Listen, it's only when the Holy Spirit renews, re-educates, and redirects our minds that we are truly transformed. We can't change, church. I tried to do it for 10 years, and it kept me unsaved for 10 years. I couldn't change and then come to God. God had to change me. God had to come until I got introduced to the Holy Spirit. He redirected. He re-educated me. He showed me the way I needed to think because my thinking was stinking. Hello. We all walked in with jacked up minds, church. We all walked in, man, messed up and messed up in our minds, amen. We, we had no hope, amen. We had nothing. And then we came to Jesus and said, don't worry about that. I'm going to fix you. I'm going to change you. I'm going to wash that dirty mind of yours. And we get the cleansing of the Holy Spirit, washing the way we think. So that means that we can't do it on our own. We need help. Come on. I don't know about you, but I need help. I still need help today, amen? Because there's just people that just, I want to pray for them, amen? I want to lay hands on people sometimes. But we need help. See, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. When I feel like doing something I feel, he stops me and says, that's not what you're supposed to do. I know what you're thinking, son. He knows what you're thinking. You may not act on it. You may not say it. But he knows you were thinking about it. And that's bad enough. God, forgive me. Even in those moments, forgive me. I didn't say it. I didn't do it. But God, forgive me for even having that thought in my mind. How can I think like that? And the Holy Spirit is there to help me out. He's He's helped you to direct you and stop you. I don't know how many, how many husbands it stopped from saying something wrong to their wives. I don't know how many times it stopped the wife from saying something dumb to the husband. Come on, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes we don't think right. Come on, we want to think some wrong things. Don't look at me all honest here. Hallelujah. 
We need some help. Can somebody say amen? amen. Romans chapter 5, verse, I mean, chapter 8, verse 5, the New Living Translation says this. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. See, you're changed. You change your life by, by changing the way you think. You can open to the, to your mind to God. You got to open your mind to him. You got to understand that he loves you. He knows what you're going through. And he's there to help. He has the power to do what we want. And we can tap into that power and make some changes. Changes that you wouldn't be able to do on your own strength. He's got to change you. Just your situation. Come on, so many people, amen, they, they just go to God, change this, fix her. And it's about you. You're the problem, buddy. See, God doesn't change your situation because he's trying to change your heart. The Bible says that he helps those who trust in him. Ephesians chapter 4, 18, New Living Translation says this. Their minds are full of darkness. They have wandered from the life God gives because they close their minds and harden their hearts against him. See, the reason why people don't trust God is, is because they close their minds to God. And because of that, there's not going to be any real lasting change in their life, church. God wants you to open your minds to him. The question is, what seems impossible to change in your life? Come on, is it bad habits? Come on, do you say, I, I, I can't get control of my anger. I, I wish I was more patient, but I'm not. I wish I didn't lie so much, but I do. Come on, I, I wish I could control my flesh better, but I always give in to it. Come on, I, I worked over and over and over, but it seems not to make a difference. You ever been there? Man, I've been coming, I've been coming, I've been doing it, and there's no change. We all struggle in changing. Can somebody say amen? Come on, why? Because it's work. It's so easy to cuss somebody out. It's so hard to hold that tongue, though. Come on, that's the easy stuff. The flesh stuff is easy. It's natural to just slap somebody. But to hold somebody like, ah, I love you anyway. That's hard. And I mean, we can't do that. We need some help. We need to change the way we think. we got to change this carnality, all this stuff that's inside of us, amen, because we all came broken, amen. No one walked into the church perfect, amen. We walked in needing help. God, I don't want to change. I don't want to change the way I think. I want to change all the stuff about me. That's why we come to church. God, I want to be better. Romans chapter 7, verse 18 and 19, the New Living Translation says this, and I know that nothing good lives in me. This is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what's good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Come on, how many can feel like Pastor, uh, Apostle Paul here? This is Paul talking here, amen. The things I want to do, man, I don't do. And the things I hate doing, I end up doing. 
Come on now. You feel like that. And you know what? You think that because you're looking at your situation from your point of view instead of looking at it through God's point of view. See, when we start to look at our point of view, we become very selfish in our motives. Very selfish in, in the situation and say, God, what do you think about this? Look at it from your point of view. Listen, when you open your mind to the power of God, it can do incredible changes in your life that you've never thought possible. Come on, somebody. Come on. He will make you better. Hallelujah. Come on. I, never, I can not be delivered from alcohol. I, I thought, man, I can never get delivered. There, there is no possible way that I can stop. That. And that, as soon as I let God in, boom, it's gone. You got to change the way you think. I can never be that woman of God. I can never be that man. Come on. Now you're just marking yourself. You can be better. And you don't have to be that woman of God. You got to be the woman of God that God's calling you to be. Nothing wrong with looking and admiring the life of a person, but God called you to be you. God called me to be me. I'm rapping right now. Because you don't have to sit 19 to 20 news. I also pray that you would understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and has seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Check this out. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that's available to you and I in order to make the changes in our life. Come on, if he has the power, listen, church, to raise the power to bridge. Come on, he has the power to raise a dead hope. He has the power to dream. He can make you give He has the power to do that because you don't have to stay the same. If you want to change the church, it starts changing the way you You need to open your mind to the power of God. You cannot do it to yourself. A-A-A's God can help you, church. Nothing wrong with things that are out there. These programs are going to the way you think. She's just going on in your because you're the same. Taking care, taking care of matters. Same. Yeah, you call. You may have the form of godliness. You may be a, be a Christian. You may even be saved, church. Listen, you can be saved and you still have that pain. Your situation is like you do in the world. But this time, hello, it's not going to work. Come on, a lot of you guys have put Jesus in your own thing. Not even Jesus telling you to do that. Don't look at me like that. And some of you guys do things and say, well, I, I, I just felt, amen, did you pray about it? No. I just felt. I'm spirit-led. Shut up. Anytime people come and tell me stuff, I say, have you prayed, boy? Because don't talk to me before you pray. Because you're still not thinking right. Let me tell you, if, if people will simply pray and read their word, I, people will come less to me. They would. I'm not, I'm not here to be your babysitter. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to rebuke you. I'm here to correct you. I'm here to show you the way, point you the way. But you know what? I'm not here to figure it all out for you. You're going to have to read the word, amen. If you read the word, then God will talk to you. The Holy Spirit will talk to you, amen. Come on, I'm not your Holy Spirit. Come on, some people need to think differently, amen, and start to work. 
for your salvation. It says work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Come on. Come on. That's you. I got to work out my own salvation. You got to work it out. This is your salvation. I can't stand for you. I can't vouch for you that day. Hey, take him in. He's okay. Let him in. He's okay. I'm going to be standing at the gate waiting for all PCLV members to come. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. When I get in and they tell me, welcome home, servant, I'm running to my house. I'm running to my mansion, amen. I'll catch you guys at the dinner, at the party, amen. But when I get in, I'm not waiting to make sure everybody got in. I'm in. Woo! I'll check it out later, amen. I'm going to check out my mansion. I'm going to go look for my long hair, amen, because I want long hair in heaven. <laughs> You can get some braids, hallelujah, if you get in, <laughs> if you get in. You got to get in. You got to get in. Come on, don't, don't take it for granted. You got to work out your salvation. No one says, I'm, I'm in. Don't, don't, don't claim in unless you're doing what you need to do. If you're praying, reading, all doing all the things that God tells you to do, then that possibly you're going to get in. But it's only by his grace, church. No works gets you in. No good looks gets you in. Nothing gets you in. Education doesn't get you in. It's only by God's grace, church. So do the best that you can do, amen. Live the best that you can be and then go in. Man, that would be so much off my back if people simply prayed and read. Because God would talk to them directly. I'm not saying there'll be terrible times, church, where you're, you're losing it. Don't get me wrong. Not, I'm going to say, man, something just hit you and you need some help. You need your pastor. You need somebody. Let me tell you, I'm here for you. But if you're coming every week with the same thing, you're not reading. You're not praying. There's no change. You're still thinking the same. Change the way you think. Open your power to the mind of God and let him change you. Can somebody say Amen. Yeah, that's only one, huh? Number two. Open your heart to God's grace. What is grace? Grace is, is grace is when God gives you what you need instead of what you deserve. That's grace. We all deserve hell, church. But he gave us grace. He gave us salvation. He, he paid the price. He paid off our debt, church. He paid off your debt that you can have life. Grace is when God forgives you even before you even ask. God, grace is when God gives you a second, third, fourth chance to start over. Hello. Listen, God doesn't give us parole. God gives us pardon. Come on, he doesn't just save you, amen, and say you're on parole right now. No, no, he saves you, you're saved. You're, you're forgiven, hallelujah, that very moment. You're, you're, your sins are erased, amen. You're, you're deleted out of the system of every wrong that you ever did when you give your life to Jesus. Grace is the power that God gives you to do the changes in your life that you can't do 
on your own. We all need God's grace. Can somebody say amen? So we need to open our hearts to his amazing grace, church. Ephesians chapter 1, 7 and 8, the common English Bible says this. We have been ransomed through his, through his son's blood and we have, our, we have forgiveness of our failure based on overflowing grace, which is poured over us with wisdom and understanding. See, God has seen everything you have ever done. Uh-oh. He saw everything, church. You remember those places, those things that you did? Cochinos, yeah. All those things that you thought, man, you were hitting, amen, those things that you did. In the, let me tell you, he's seen everything. He's seen all your wrong. He's seen everything that you've ever done. And he still says, I love you unconditionally, amen. I, I, let me tell you, that's grace, church. He chose to love you despite of what you've done in your past. Romans chapter 3, 23 to 24, the Amplified Version says this. Since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God, are being justified or declared free of, of guilt of sin, made acceptable to God, and granted eternal life as a gift by his precious undeserved grace. Through the redemption or the payment of sin, which is provided in Christ Jesus. That's love, church. God says he accepts us, he will acquit us, and declare us not guilty for all the wrongs we have done. Amen. As long as you trust Jesus to take away your sins, church, that's grace, church, because you don't have to be the same. You don't have to stay the same, church. Who wants to trust him today? How do we get God's grace? Can we buy it at Walmart? I know some people are saying it's probably at Walmart. Do you earn it? The Message Bible says right here in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9 says this. Saving, listen, it says saving is all his idea. It's all his work. All we got to do is trust him. Somebody say trust him. Enough to let him do it. It's God's gift to, from start to finish. Don't play it. We don't play a major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging all that we've done. We've done the whole thing. No. We either make or we don't either make or, or save ourselves, ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. It's God's work, not your work. God's grace is enough, church. When you got saved, you're saved already. There was, no, there was none. Now you just got to work on staying safe. Part. We're thinking about my grace is a free gift, church. All you got to do is trust God. Accept it. Chapter 4, 6 to 8, New Living Translation says this. And he gives grace generously. As the scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Church, all we got to do is say yes to Jesus. Say yes to the Father and grace will come automatically, church. If you do, I'm here to let you know, you'll never be the same. 
you, if you haven't done that today, amen, or you've never done that, or you're backslidden from that, let me tell you, you go back and say yes to God, you'll never be the same. You will see changes in your life that you never thought possible. Because God's grace, listen, changes everything, church. Because you don't, say I don't, have to stay the same. Come on. None of us have arrived. How many have arrived here? How many have it all together? Come on, stand up. Let's just give you a hand clap. Come on, who, who has it all together? We need help every single day. We, you may have it together today, but how about tomorrow? <laughs> or when a situation hits your life. It's a, it's a different story then. Even Paul says, he says, I haven't obtained it all. I don't know it all. But one thing I do is focus on what's ahead and leave my past behind. Come on. I strain towards the cross. Amen. I keep going forward. If I make a mistake, guess what? I get back up and I keep running the race. Amen. I keep doing what I'm supposed to do. I don't stay there and complain. I don't stay there and say it's too hard. I don't stay here and mope. But I change the way I think and say, God, I'm going to change me. You died so I can be gooder. I'm going to be gooder in you. I'm going to forget my past and press towards the goal. You gotta see the goal, amen. Uh, come on, do you see the end of your race right now or do you still see problems? See, so many Christians are focused on the problems instead of the end of the race. Let me tell you, I see the finish line every time. Problem come, get out of my way. I use it as a hurdle. Come on, are you, or do you use it as an obstacle to distract you? Whatever's bigger, come on, my God's bigger than that. Come on. We have faith to move mountains and obstacles. Come on, I can break through any obstacle. There's no obstacle too big, amen. I can roundhouse kicks. I can do all kinds of things, amen. Come on, devil, get, 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 get out of here. You know who you should slap is the devil. Don't slap your wife. Don't slap your husband. Slap that devil. And don't look at her and slap somebody and say, Devil. That's wrong thinking. That's wrong thinking. But slap that devil. Say, no, 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 get out. Get out. Come on, you're not going to let me go back to the way I used to think. God changed my mind. He transformed me, amen. I'm not that same man no more. I ain't that little punk that you found long ago, drug out, strung out, all alcoholic out. Let me tell you, I'm a changed man. You're not going to come. You can huff and puff all you want, devil, but you ain't blowing me down. All you're doing is drying my hair. Turn it around, church. Man, we go to problems and we start building monuments and all this stuff. Why are you going to build monuments on problems? Use them as reference points of what God has done in your life. I look back at the, the things of my past, amen, the mistakes I made. I look back at the reference that God did a turnaround in my life right here. And I move forward. I move me forward. I don't build it here. I don't worship it. I don't become it. I don't accept it. I'm not that no more. He died for you to be gooder. You leave this, this place today. Man, just leave this place. No, I got to be gooder. A. 
Last thing real quick. I thought I can, I'm not going to get it, but I'm going to get it in. Amen. Last one today. Open your life to God's love. Got to change the way you think, church. Right? Come on, open. You got you to be open to the grace of God. Open your life to God's love. No one, listen, church, I'm telling you right now, no one will ever love you more than God. Come on. Come on, you may be the best popples in the world, amen. You may be the best husband. Oh, my wife, love, no. God loves them more than them. Loves them more than them. Come on. He even says, if you don't love your mom and dad more than me, you can't be my disciples. So if you're putting others in front of God, whether it be your wife, kids, grandkids, I know you love them, you got to love God more. He says, I didn't come to, to bring peace. I come to bring a sword. I come to bring division. When you accept me, there's going to be division in your family. Come on, there, there's, there's people that are going to accept you in your family and, and not accept it. Come on, there's going to be a war going on. But you got to love God more than your mom or your dad that's not serving God. Come on. I'm not saying you're not, you don't love them, but God has to be on top. Because if you love them more, then they'll take you down. It's the truth, church. Don't go home and say, call your mom and say, you know what? I don't love you no more. <laughs> I'm choosing God. <laughs> I'm not saying do that, amen. <laughs> Some of you guys already have the, the number already. I got mom right here. Beep. <laughs> I didn't say that. See, Jesus Christ proved how much God loves you by coming and by dying on that cross. Listen, even before you knew it or even understood it, Jesus died for you. That's love, church. Come on, even before you were born, he still died for you. Even before you came to existence, he still died for you. That's love, church. He hasn't even known you yet. You don't even know his amazing grace yet. You don't even know he still died for you. You, you came into the world, Jesus died for me? Yeah, yes. Even as a baby, amen. You, already, you don't even know what's going on. He died for you, church. Ephesians chapter 3, 16 and 19, New Living Translation says this. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Holy Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Let your roots go down deep into God's love and keep you strong that you may have the power, listen, to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is for you. Amen. You may experience the love of Christ. Though it's too great to fully understand it, you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. Come on, that's how much... He loves you, church. This is our prayer here at PCLV that you experience the love of God, amen. Not just in your own mind, but in your heart. That you would feel it in your heart, church. That you can come home and say, God, I've been disconnected from you. God, I repent from my ways. God, I want to come home. See, God does not deny you. God does not slam the door in your face. But God opens the door and he welcomes you each and every time, church. The Message Bible in Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 2 says this. 
we throw open our doors to God and discover that the same, at the same moment, he's already thrown those doors open for us. When you open the doors looking for God, guess what? He's already waiting for you, church. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you, church. In the story of the prodigal son, come on, we know that he goes and says, give me my inheritance. And he goes out and blows all the money and sleeps with prostitutes and, and spends everything. And he ends up in a pig pen. And he finally comes to his senses thinking, man, I, I blew it. I, I messed up. I'm going back home. I'm going back to my father. And here it says uh, in Luke 15, 22 to 24, this is after all this, and he's made his way. He has a speech for the father. He comes and says, you know what, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against God. And he comes with his speech. He comes knocking the door, opening the door, and realizes the door's already been opened to him. In Luke 22 to 24, NIV says this, but the father, this is God here. This is a, a, a resemblance of God in this passage of Scripture. But God, the Father says in the sermon, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and let's celebrate. For my son of mine was dead, is alive, amen. He was lost, now he's found. So let's begin to celebrate. That's how much God loves you that when you start to make your way to him, he's already having a party planned for you. You come to open the door looking for God and he already opened the door looking for you. He celebrates your return. <coughs> Luke chapter 15 verse 7 NIV says this. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. Let me tell you, there's a celebration going on when a sinner comes home. God loves you that so much. He doesn't forget about us that were faithful. Remember the brother of this prodigal son? He was all mad. What? I've been faithful to you. I've been here working hard. You never throw a party for me and my homies. That's what it says in the art version in my Bible. It says that. But it's the truth. He's all mad. He's, he's throwing a pity party, and he comes to him and says, son, everything I have is already yours. But your, 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 your brother, he don't even call him his brother. This son of yours, he tells him. Read the story. He, tells him, your son, he doesn't even own, take ownership, my brother. He says, this son of yours. He's so mad. He says, you have everything, son. You've been faithful. Everything I have is yours. But your brother here, he lost everything. Come on, we've been praying for him to come home. And look, he's home. He was lost, now he's found. Let's celebrate. We should celebrate when somebody comes home. Come on, we should celebrate. Not like, oh, man, they're back. <laughs> but celebrate. That's what God does. He celebrates. He throws a big party in your honor. He comes and says, you know what? My son was lost. Now he's found. Let's celebrate. There was a big party going on when I came home. It was for me, and I, I didn't deserve it. I'm here repenting. He says, I love you. 
Give me your, give me your life. Give me your, your whole heart. You know, that's it. That's all I want. I love you. Big party. Man, they picked me up. They were throwing me up in the air. Yeah, I'm saved. He came back home. My wife said, I've been here all along. How about me? Lift me up. Prayer warrior. Seems like the faithful people never get rewarded, man. It's only when the sinner comes home. Oh, let's throw him a party. Let's buy him a car. <laughs> Isn't it the truth? You've been looking for a job. The sinner gets saved. He gets a job the next day. What the heck's wrong with that? <laughs> Hello. Instead of being happy for the brother, like, yeah. We're just like the son. We're just like. This son of yours comes home, you bless him. I've been here faithful, praying, and you don't give me nothing. Throw a bone at least. Throw something my way. And God says, you know what? Everything I have is yours. Come on. You still got a clear mind. You still got a home. You still got all this stuff. This guy's busted. You don't know where he's at. You don't know what, what he needs. If he don't get a job, he's going to go back. Maybe he needs it more than you do right now because you're strong enough. See, we, 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 go, we jump into conclusions right away thinking God don't like you no more. No, he loves you. Come on, you have everything you need, church. Come on. Don't, 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 get, don't be jealous. Don't be this or that. Be happy and be blessed and know that yours has come away. Let me tell you, you still got a home in heaven. Don't forget about that. Come on, you got something waiting for you. Don't forget about that. Open your life to God's love, church, because it changes everything in your life. Listen, you were made by God and for God. Until you understand that, life will never make sense. You were made by God for God. Until you understand that, church, life will never make sense. If you're trying to figure out life, that's what life is about. God made me for him. That's it. Once you find that out and you come to a reality of that, everything just lines up. You don't have to look for anybody else. You don't have to look for any other religion. You don't have to look for nothing else, amen. You don't have to look for what makes you feel good. It's just God. God created me. I was made by God for God, and I understand what life is all about. And then everything makes sense. Everything comes together. Then you start reading the word and you understand every storm, every battle that you go through. He's with you. You're going to make it. He already told you. If you read the word, if you read the word, in this life you will have troubles. You'll have tribulations. Come on. He told us already. He's not going to say, come on, get your free pass to Disneyland. It's going to be a trip. Woo. You're going to be happy all the rest of your life. No. He says, man, hang on. Put the seatbelt on. It's going to be a ride. But guess what? I'm going to be yelling with you. Woo, woo, woo. I'm sorry. I'm tripping out. It's a medication now. No, I'm not on no medication. <laughs> Just on water, man. Listen, you were put on this earth. Listen, as I start to close up here. You, were put on, you weren't put on this earth just to go to school. Just to get a job and make money and spend it, retire and die. You weren't put on this earth just to take up space and use resources or breathe the air and die. You were made for eternal relationship with God, amen, one that goes way past this lifetime, amen. Now, come on, you were made to last forever, church. 
1 Corinthians 16, 23, Message Bible says this. Jesus has his arms wide open for you. Listen, God has been, God has been trying to get your attention here. If you're here today, amen, you're here today because God has been trying to get your attention. Come on, you're wondering, you're just showing up. You're, no, no, God is trying to get your attention because that's how much he loves you. He wants you to experience the love of God. That's why you're here. That's why you came today. God says, I've been thinking about you, daughter. I've been thinking about you, son. I want you to come to my house because I want to show you how much I love you. That's why you're here today. You're not doing no one a favor. God's doing you a favor. And even if you had to come all the way from Covina, God says he loves you. Because you don't have to stay the same. All you have to do is tell God, God, I want to start over. God, God, I want, I want the power to start over, God. And Jesus gives you the power to keep on going. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit give you the power to change, church. Because you don't have to stay the same. Amen. I'm going to close today. Thank God I made it through. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus changes everything, church. Last week we celebrated, amen, Resurrection Sunday, Easter, amen, when God rose from the dead, amen. Jesus changes everything. You don't have to stay the same. You can change. If I change, you can change. What I thought was impossible became possible with God, church. You can change. You can change your bad habits. You can change the way you think. You can change all these things, and God's there to help you. You got to open your mind to the power of God, church. You got to open your hearts to God's grace, amen. You got to open your life to God's love. Listen, nothing changes. Listen, I'm going to give you a heavy revy right here. Nothing changes until you do. Nothing changes until you do. If you change your thought, let me tell you, church, it will change your world. It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. But if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. We need a challenge. Because if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. It's, it's, it's the hardness that makes the greatness, church. It takes work to be who I need to be for God. It takes work to be the pastor. It takes work to be the, the husband, the priest of my home. It takes work. It, you know, it's not easy. I can't be a remote control pastor and sit on the couch. It takes work to bring forth the bread or prepare the meal, amen. I'm not here taking it on easy. It takes work for change. But if it doesn't challenge you, church, it won't change you. I'm not here to give you a three-step way to say, do these three steps and you'll live happily ever after. No, you're going to, after those three steps, guess what? There's three more steps. And then three more steps. And there's, the steps never end. But that's the only way you're going to keep climbing to heaven. Come on. Some of us are looking for the escalator. Or the elevator. You've got to work, amen. In heaven, there is no elevator, there is no escalator. You're going to have to work your way up, amen. You're going to have to climb those stairs. You're going to have to sacrifice, just like every man and woman from the past did. Moses had to climb. John, David had to climb. Esther had to climb. Everyone has to climb. No one's airlifted. 
And I'm not saying he won't rescue you from time and place you back on the place where you need to keep on climbing. And I know that trials can knock us back down, but you got to get back up. But it takes work, church. And if you work, you stay faithful, and you trust God, let me tell you, it will change the rest of your life because you don't have to stay the same. Amen. Let's all stand.